Channel Podcast. This is the Olympic Channel Podcast. My name's Ed Knowles, and today we're running in North Korea. This is a rare moment in the sporting calendar. The annual Pyongyang Marathon is one of the few times that the world is invited to the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. People call it the DPRK for short. Thousands of people watch the runners as they start and end their runs in a stadium in the North Korean capital. Professionals, amateurs, people from around the world and also North Korea run the roads of the city. Usually, these roads are strictly closed for foreigners. Olympic Channel was granted special access to join the race with a film crew to make a documentary. So we asked two Olympians to grab their running shoes, pack a bag and fly off to North Korea for a week. Not only am I running a marathon, I'm running a marathon in one of the most isolated countries in the world and having a first-hand look, experience and glance at interacting with these people that have probably never seen that many Western people. I don't think many people can say they've done that. During the 10K race, it was within the city limits and they were, you know, even next to the streets. There's tons of people. Some of them are just watching. Some of them are waving. But I've never experienced that in any other, in any other race, you know, how it is here. I'm Amy Fuller, originally from Keston, Kent, currently residing in London. I'm a two-time Winter Olympian, and I'm here in the DPRK, hopefully ready and prepped to run my first marathon. Shall I tell you the story from the top of how it came about? So I competed in the 2018 Winter Olympics, and I've always toyed with the idea of running a marathon. And it was something that I wanted to do with my mum. So I was standing on the 2018 London Marathon finish line with one of my sponsors. And I said to the marketing director, I'd much rather be running this than standing here. She goes, we can run it next year if you like. So it came to October time and she said, do you actually want to run the marathon? And I said, let me speak to my mum. I spoke to my mum. Lots of toying back and forward, and uh, we decided yes. So it was January. It was uh, a dark, wet, rainy morning, and I was out for a run, uh, training for the London Marathon. I went out to do 10 miles, and we got completely lost, covered in mud, and I put it on my Instagram story, saying, just been in Richmond Park, I've run 10 miles, I've covered in mud, got lost, but boy, I love running. And off the back of that, someone from the Olympic Channel saw my story and said, hey, I see you're training for uh, the London Marathon. Do you fancy running another one? My initial response was obviously, no. And she said, hear me out. It's in North Korea for a documentary. Um, and that sparked something. And I said, okay, tell me more. And it escalated from there before I knew it. Eight weeks later, I was on a plane to run my first ever marathon. 
Hi, I'm Miriam Yeager. I went to North Korea to run a 10K race. So I'm always excited when I get a phone call um, from Olympic Channel, you know, because I kind of know something's up, you know, cool project in the air, some hosting job or hosting gig. And uh, so, you know, they called me and they're like, hey, do you run? And I'm like, um, I mean, I run, but I'm not like I don't go running just for fun. But, you know, I'm an athlete. I, get, I mean, I guess I can run. Why? So there's a trip to North Korea, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm completely in. And then they were talking about a marathon, and I'm like, uh, no, like, I can't run a marathon, you know, um, but I could run, you know, yeah, I could run, just not a marathon. And uh, yeah, I was super excited, obviously. I mean, there's just, I mean, have you ever gotten a call from somebody asking you to go to North Korea to run? You know, um, I don't think, you know, so obviously I was enthusiastic and I was like, yes, of course I'm in, you know, I'll do whatever I want to go. And then she was like, yeah, let me just, let me just see, you know, we got to organize some stuff. It will be in a few days. Uh, you know, we hung up the phone and I just actually had time to think about it. I was like, did I really just agree to go to North Korea? North Korea isn't the easiest place to visit, let alone filming. This shoot was going to be a little bit different to the usual. I'm Nicolas Delois, and on this particular project, I acted as a producer. My dear boss, Greg Gragon, who told me one day, I think it was like before summer 2018, uh, hey, why don't we take Olympians to go and run the, the North Korean marathon? Which seemed to be a great idea. I mean, we love this kind of project here, obviously, at Olympic Channel, which is like putting uh, the Olympic spirit, you know, in the middle of what's happening in the world. So that's been, uh, that was really like the start of a long preparation. And uh, Amy spotted her training for London Marathon, and she said, wow, she's she's really strong personality. She's super open. She's young. Uh, I mean, she's, uh, she has a, uh, a good fan base, so it can resonate well within our audience. So we approach her quite quickly. Mimi knows well the IOC. We worked with her before because for that mission, somehow, we needed people that understand quite quickly uh, what we are trying to achieve. Being confident from, from the first time. In, in the same way that North Koreans were being confident. It's really more like a question of, of confidence around this project. After arriving in North Korea, they had some time to settle in, see some sights, and also prepare for the big race. They couldn't just go for a run. Well, Amy find that even getting some miles on the treadmill in the hotel was kind of tricky. Whoa! This is the gym setup we are playing with. Out here. Definitely interesting. And uh, I'm the only one here. Even with all the special access, government guides accompanied the crew to the various activities that were planned. If you wanted to do something, it had to be approved first. So we're going for the ultimate marathon preparation. I'm about to go ice skating in the DPRK. I've never 
never actually had an ice rink for myself. I'm still trying to figure out how much of it is in general real, you know? I feel like when I got here, everything seemed so normal and I didn't expect it to be that normal. So here we are at the zoo. But all the possible activities, everything's empty. The ice rink, it was empty. The zoo, it was pretty empty. The amusement parks, they're closed. They're under renovation. All right. Let's get out. The lovely lady was waiting for us here. Gonna get a little tour. It's like these two parts in my head. The one is telling me, hey, the things you read about this country are not true. Maybe it changed. Maybe it's, you know, just more normal now. And then on the other hand, I'm like seeing these weird things. Hopefully by the end of this trip, I kind of figure things out a little more. Eventually, race day came. Amy and the other marathon runners went off first. Twenty six point two miles for Amy, about forty two kilometers, with Mimi waiting a little bit longer for the start of her race, the ten K. It left her with more time to soak in the atmosphere. The stadium was packed full of thirty thousand people. Uh, it was crazy, but you know what? I'm I'm still asking myself the same questions. Why are there so many people in the stadium <laughs> all of a sudden? Even just runners that go there um to run this uh, one time marathon in their life they're like oh it feels like i'm at the olympics because obviously the stadium is packed and the atmosphere is great and i mean the only explanation i have is that this is a once a year event in their city in their country where foreigners are allowed to come right um if not i mean it's the only sporting events that foreigners are allowed to participate so that's the explanation i have for myself, I guess, why there is so many people. I'm, I'm definitely also guessing they have to, I mean, they can't have an empty stadium for the foreigners because if there's foreigners in the country, right, they want to they wanna show them how great they are, how great of a country they are. So obviously it needs to be packed. It needs to be full. And um, how exactly they do that, I don't know. And um, for us, the runners, it was exceptional. It was a great feeling. Super excited, marathon and uh, half marathon already started. Can't wait to run, got my tunes on. Weather's beautiful. 13 seconds. One. During the race, all the foreigners had their phones or their GoPros out. I was, by the way, one of them. <laughs> go, 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 go! Yeah! And the North Koreans, of course, they didn't have that. The people on the streets, they didn't film us. Amazing! They were just waving, and I think that's what made them happy. 5K! I don't think they see a lot of foreigners in general, so they were even more happy to see us run and literally waved at us and little kids, like the moms showing the little kids how to wave. 
The marathon was designed as out and back. I think what was different about this is the direction of the marathon was to suit what they wanted to showcase. And there were straight roads, many straight roads. I think there were only about five turns in the whole course, which meant you were running four miles in a straight line. It seemed endless. Home stretch. Down. Stadium around. And I'm done. Stadium. I don't think I've ever had that much fun, honestly. I made it. And I think uh, it only took me an hour. So I'm pretty stoked, actually. I mean, the atmosphere is unique. It's not just a race. It's, um, it's an adventure, it's an experience. I mean, I was smiling for 10 kilometers. Okay, maybe a kilometer six. You know, it was a little hard for 500 meters and then I was smiling again. It's hard to actually be that happy, you know, but that's what sport does. It makes you happy. It makes me happy. No big deal. Casual. Ah, my feet, my legs. I put on a brave face, but that was tough. Really tough. I'm looking forward to an ice bar. Maybe some tofu and some salad. Yeah, maybe some kimchi. It's a life changer. One of the craziest experiences I think I've ever had. Going into the complete unknown for a week, being completely cut off from the outside world. Not only was it refreshing, it was eye-opening. It's magical to experience something that is still so untouched. And I think this world, in this world today, everything is so easily accessible. And this is not and it makes you appreciate the freedom we have to travel. We as Western athletes have the opportunity at the palm of our hands. Producer Nicolas Delois again. For us, going there was a way to humanize the country. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a matter of judging or trying to touch on other subjects. We're here more as observer. And by giving uh, a different look at the country, we hope again uh, to create uh, bridges and not walls. Maybe brick by brick, they will open a little bit more. You know, like uh, once they see the, that it's positive for foreign athletes to come in, maybe there will be more events like that. Uh, so we have now two Olympians that went to North Korea already. Uh, winter Olympians, so why not try, you know, another another film for for Winter Olympics? Never know. Obviously, uh, we think we we did good, and um, and that obviously yes, it's setting the ground for for the next step. The biggest statement I would say is the power of sport and how it really is the universal language for all. That is how we bonded and sport, the Olympic body, in essence, was our tool to accessing 
more than anything that had ever been accessed before. It really is seen as a positive light in that country and that was really cool to see. My overall takeaway, I'm grateful, very grateful that I got to travel to North Korea um, with a, such a great team, of course, and experienced that, that race as well. I've seen stuff that um, is maybe not in the movies, um, but that will definitely, I will remember that for a lifetime. You know, it's it's lifetime experience, I think. And you don't get to say that about a lot of trips. I learned that the world is a small place when it's accessible. Sport is the most powerful universal language and it unifies even the most isolated of places. It created a sense of connection and familiarisation purely through being there and running the marathon. Olympic Channel Podcast. Big thanks to Amy and also to Mimi, as well as to Nicholas. You can watch the documentary in full at olympicchannel.com right now, and it's really, really good. If you like this week's podcast, then perhaps you would also enjoy our other podcast episode with the USA Artistic Swimming Team, who are looking to make a comeback to the Olympic Games after missing the last two editions. Who's the best team? USA! Who's the best team? USA! Who's the best team? If we want to beat five countries, suddenly we need to, to do something really special. No? And we will make it because it's, this is our goal. I've put a link into the episode description for that episode, plus everyone's social media accounts. If you've enjoyed the podcast and you're listening on your phone, it would be brilliant if you could send it to a friend right now who you think could be interested. That would be amazing. That is it for now, though. See you soon. Think, Think like an Olympian. Olympian.